everyone. Welcome to this week's Talent Talks. My name is Melissa. I'm going to be your host for today's episode. And joining us today, we have Jacob, Pia, Olivia, and Daniel. And today is really exciting because it's the first of a series of Talent Talks focused on literature. So that's books. material any media I could get my hands on I was like yes let's go I can escape from my life and just live in this world of fantasy and kind of be a part of the characters lives you know through reading about them uh the first I guess series of books that really impacted my life was the Harry Potter series I'm sure a lot of us have read that and and I tell you I you could not take that series away from me for a million dollars unless you know you're like okay well you can take this money and buy the series but you know (laughs) I wasn't thinking that far ahead but yeah I love the Harry Potter books um read them six or seven times in the first year or two that I got into them and after that I kind of just never looked back from reading it's always been a big part of my life uh and yeah was uh what's your what's your favorite uh harry potter book uh deathly hallows really okay yeah i know a lot of people like prisoner of azkaban and Mm -hmm. goblet of fire Mm -hmm. those are all good good books but something about the way rowling told the stories of the three brothers um with the three deathly hallows um that just it almost set my brain on fire in a good way. Uh, it was really my first introduction to more adult themes, not like, you know, not, okay, that sounded wrong. Okay, more more mature themes in books, you know, dealing with death and uh, struggle and travesty, all these different things. And that really captured my 
interest. So yeah, Deathly Hallows, definitely. Nice. Yeah, I can definitely identify with that experience reading those books. Olivia, would you like to go next? Sure. So hi, everyone. I am Olivia. Um, I'm the president of the Talon. I'm an English major, but my enjoyment of reading really began in elementary school. Um, I used to read a ton of the library books at my school, and I would save like the piece of paper I used as a bookmark. And then I ended up with like a whole collection of these bookmarks that had like, I would put like a little review of the book and like say if I liked it or not. So um, I really cherished that. And as a kid, the book fair at school really got me into reading. Um, but I feel like the book that really got me back into reading, because there was kind of a a bit of a lag there for me in middle school was rereading The Little Prince. Um, I have a very deep connection with that book. Um, I think there's a lot that we can learn from, you know, rereading it throughout our lives. Um, but yeah, it started in elementary school. And then I guess high school is really when I picked it back up again. So nice. You know, I didn't read The Little Prince until about a year or two ago, and I was surprised at how uh, emotional it made me as an adult. Absolutely. Yeah. I honestly have not read it. Should should I? I'm really oh, interested yeah. by the way you guys are talking. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, uh, yes. I'm, <clears throat> I'm writing down like a little books to consider list right now, and it just went down. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, it's a really short read. Um, and speaking right. of mature things, I think it packs a lot into such a short kid's book. Right. Okay. Pia, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, I'm Pia. I'm vice president for the Talon. And I feel like I've been reading for forever. <laughs> I started off reading, like, I got a Hans Christian Andersen like fairy tale book for Christmas one year and I read it so much that my mom was like okay go ahead and pick another book that you want to read for next Christmas and I asked for a Nancy Drew book um and luckily enough my aunt had the entire collection so I think I was about six or seven when I started reading that series and I think I finished it around um like fourth grade how old are you in fourth grade I'm not too sure <laughs> nine or ten okay yeah <laughs> around there so that's kind of been my introduction to reading and ever since then it's just kind of been I don't know random books that people recommend or random books like recommended on kindle or like amazon <laughs> so yeah how about you daniel nice hey guys i'm uh daniel i'm the social media manager for the talon for me um i've been reading for fun for about three years now i think what got me back into it was just remembering the feeling of getting caught into a really good book transporting kind of from our world and our reality into the author's reality um which was pretty cool 
was really cool. Yeah, I think kind of going back to like what Olivia said, you know, I read a lot when I was little and then kind of one day I just remembered how um, reading made me feel and thinking of all the uh, benefits of it and I just started reading again, so. Do you have a book you're currently reading? Um, currently not right now. I have a book that I want to get into. Okay, which one is yeah. it? It's uh, Dave Grohl's autobiography. Uh, Dr. Ooh. Weber was reading it. She recommended it. Um, I'm a big Dave Grohl fan, so, um, you know, I'm really excited for that. He's kind of his experiences of growing up in the 90s music industry. Mm-hmm. So it, it should be pretty interesting to read. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I might steal that idea. <laughs> that's a good recommendation. Yeah. I know. Yeah, Daniel, that's a good idea. I'm going to write down <laughs> the recommendations right now. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So it seems like we all have a long history with reading, even if there were kind of gaps here and there, which I've definitely also had um, with more or less reading. But moving on to our current interests and favorite things to read now, um, do does anyone have any favorite genres or authors or even themes in the books that you read? Um, I would say generally, you know, I like I like picture books. Um, a lot of zines, magazines, um, art art books. You know, just kind of taking a deeper look into the artist. Um, some books will even give you like um, some words from the artist and some quotes. Um, so I think that stuff's pretty cool, just kind of seeing what the artist was going through while they were creating this art piece. Um, I would also say kind of adventure books or quest books, you know, when reading the main character is battling something or he's trying to get from point A to point B. I always like those books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are always fun. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't read a lot of photography or art books, but that definitely is something that's interested me. I just haven't explored it. Do you have any recommendations, Daniel? Um, Not really. I would just say anything that you can get your hands on, you know, just kind of taking a deeper dive into looking at photographs and looking at art and stuff and really thinking of how it makes you feel. Um, you know, I've been, I've had this Linda McCartney book uh, called, um, I think it's like her Polaroid diary, but basically Linda McCartney, she's John, uh, or never mind, uh, Paul McCartney's husband or wife, and um, she's taken like a bunch of Polaroids of basically Paul and their family and just a bunch of different um, things going around. London, as well as, you know, California, all these different places and taking a bunch of Polaroids and, you know, just seeing those things is pretty cool to me. Oh, I also actually, I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, started kind of collecting artist books or kind of picture books. Yeah. Um, If you guys are ever looking for a good spot for art books the Menifee art gallery or like the thrift store next to it they always have a pretty big selection of art books so best thing yeah. oh, I'm sorry. 
if you guys are interested. Nice. I'll have to check them out. I know there's one over in the outlets in Lake Elsinore that I like going to. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's like the only bookstore there. So. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I only ever see yeah. it when Spirit Halloween's open. <laughs> yeah. I went there once. It's a cool store. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Hmm. How about you, Jacob? Any favorite genres or authors or themes? Oh, is my microphone working? I, I, uh, I was trying to get, I was trying to talk earlier and it just not, just stopped. Can you hear me? We can hear so you. You're now. a little quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. else, someone else take the question for now. Uh, I'm going to try and fix my microphone. I gotcha. No what about uh, you, Melissa? Is there any um, books that you've been really into or anything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been really into memoirs recently. Okay. Yeah, I loved Educated by Tara Westover. I wrote about that in my um, book review that's on the Talon website. Mm -hmm. um, and I also really love um, Unorthodox by Deborah Feldman. They made a TV show about it. Nice. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And I also realized that I really like science fiction more recently since I've been exploring my interests. Um, I kind of had a gap in my late teens and early 20s where I didn't read much. And now as an adult, um, I found that science fiction is something that I'm really into, especially when it involves philosophical themes that make us question our lives or just kind of our existence. Um, so I really love Exhalation by Ted Chang. It's a short story collection. You might be familiar with his work if you've ever watched the movie Arrival because it's based on one of his stories from his collection called Stories of Your Life and Others. Um, and it's really interesting because it, uh, it involves a lot of linguistics. So Interesting. Yeah, it combines a lot of really cool things that I'm into. Um, and recently I found out that apparently there's a whole umbrella genre called speculative fiction, um, which might be more accurate to being my favorite genre because it involves fantasy, sci-fi, paranormal, um, and it's just kind of like taking what-if scenarios and playing with those ideas, but it's, it's kind of a broad category. That's kind of cool. I've never heard of that genre, so... Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome I remember in uh, middle school I was I was really into science fiction um it was always cool to me just thinking about space and everything up there so mm -hmm. yeah and science fiction is a really broad category too um so it, it's something that I'm really enjoying exploring right now okay well, if you guys have any recommendations, please. <laughs> yeah. I feel like science fiction was a genre that I never really got into or kind of never really explored. So it's always interesting hearing, I don't know, just, I guess, like the synopsis of the books people are reading about it. And I'm always like, oh, that sounds cool. But I don't know. I haven't found one that really, like, 
like do you guys know that feeling where you read a book and you can't put it down because it feels like you're picturing the movie or you know the book as a movie yeah definitely yeah so I've I don't know I haven't had that yet with the sci-fi book so we'll see well another author that kind of blends the sci-fi speculative uh lines is Ursula K. Le Guin. That's one of the ones that I've enjoyed and that I've seen while exploring this speculative fiction genre. Um, so you might want to check them out. Okay, I definitely will. I'll write that down. I recently read The Lathe of Heaven, um, which is about someone who has the power to change reality with their dreams. And I thought that was such a cool idea that got explored is that anything like um the movie inception is it that kind of thing oh interesting question um like a dream within a dream it's it's not necessarily like that um but it is to the point where what happens in dreams can affect reality mm-hmm Gotcha. Yeah. It's also a shorter novel, so it's pretty accessible. What was the name of that one? The Lathe of Heaven. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's L-A-T-H-E. Okay. I I hadn't heard of that one. Was that... Sorry, um... Was that one that you just read or that you're currently reading or what was, when when did you read that? I finished it recently. So I started reading it early on in the pandemic and I don't remember why I just kind of stopped. Um, and then I picked it up recently on audiobook and just listened to the story over because I stopped with like 50 pages to go. I don't remember why I just kind of dropped it. Um, but it's something that's been on my mind that I never finished the story and I really wanted to know how it ended. So I picked it up like three weeks ago and finished it. Nice. Well, it's good that you finished it. Now you know how good a book it is. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check out more of Le Guin's writing. I think that she's really talented. Speaking of checking out an author's writing more, have you guys heard of... Um... I think it's Shirley, gosh, wait, I have to look up her name to make sure. Um, but one of her books was turned into a series on Netflix called Haunting of Hill House. It's I... Shirley Jackson, and she writes more um, like horror mystery books. I'm not familiar with her, but I have seen that show, so I know of it. Is horror a genre that you're really big into? Yeah, actually. It's um, kind of what brought me back into reading in high school. I kind of had like a brief moment of just stopping and being busy with other things, but I... I don't know. I've always just enjoyed horror, like movies, shows, just entertainment media in general. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely a lot of horror books. I have a few 
from Stephen King. Um, I just got Interview with the Vampire by Anne Rice. So it's going to be an interesting read. <laughs> Definitely. What's your, I, I'm also really good, really good, really big into like horror, though I've never honestly considered reading the books, which is kind of uh, stupid seeing as how big I am into reading as well. Um, I, I, I don't know why I never really considered that until you mentioned that, like it's uh, Carrie, all the, the shining, all these classic films were based off of the books. I don't, I, I'm so, okay. Wow. I'm so stupid. I can't <laughs> believe that just passed my mind. So you mentioned Stephen King. Um, do you have a favorite book of his? Um, I just finished reading The Girl Who Loved. Gosh, I'm so bad at names. I have to, I have to double check again. The Hugo, girl if you're, who loved if you're here, please cut it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. Um, honestly, I think I started reading more horror stories when I got my Kindle. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and so I had yeah I just finished that one from Stephen King and one that I really loved it's like a kind of like a mystery or like suspense book but it's a series by Ted Decker it's called Eyes Wide Open there's four books in it and that was one that I finished in like two days, like could not put it down. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they isn't Eyes Wide Open a, a show as well or a movie or something? I could have sworn I've heard that before. It might be. Honestly, even while reading it back then, I was like, this would make a really good like TV show or movie. Because mm -hmm. everything was just so like I don't know, just the way Ted Decker described each scene was like, like no detail was missed. Type mm -hmm. of thing. Can you give us a little insight onto, you know, the plot of the series? Sure. So it kind of starts off with um, this girl who she didn't really have a family and she had one other friend and they were meeting up at this abandoned building, which is kind of their usual spot, kind of. Um, and just she fell down the stairs and she fell into kind of this hole where it kind it felt like her grave was how she described it and when she eventually got out that abandoned building became like a, a psych ward or a mental institution and she could not get out and she didn't know how to get out because they obviously like admitted her because they were like she looks like she's lost she looks like she doesn't know what she's talking about 
So it was kind of an interesting thing of this girl trying to get out of that and go back into her reality. And there's kind of like brief moments in the book where she started to question, like, is this what's actually real? Like, was my past life kind of a lie? Mm -hmm. So that sounds very um, mind bending, I guess you could say. (laughs) It is. It's very fun. Nice. And was there more than one book or is it just one book in that series? There's four of them. Four. Okay. You read all of them? I did. (laughs) Nice. Did you guys? Oh. Um, I was just wondering, did you guys ever read the Goosebumps series when you guys were younger? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that, that one was, was really good. You know, as much as I love horror nowadays, yeah. As a kid, oh my god, I was scared out of my mind. Yeah. I, no, definitely. I, I, I read too. like half of one of those, and they're only like. I don't know, a hundred pages long at most. Yeah. For, for you know, the majority of them. I would be so scared. I could not sleep for days. Yeah. I, it was so sad, but I it's, couldn't get enough of them. It's really funny uh talking about reading and stuff right now, just kind of what's going through my mind and stuff. And I think back to when I was younger of reading like uh No David or um a to z mysteries or goosebumps or anything like that and you know those books making me laugh and so many memories made within them um it was just kind of interesting to think about and uh thinking maybe that's why you know we we read just to kind of i guess get the feeling from the book which is cool definitely yeah I never read Goosebumps, but really? I know I know okay. everyone around me did. One of my best You're... friends in elementary school really was trying to convince me to, and I, I never yeah. did. You got to read at least like one book. Yeah, to, like, I kind of feel try. like I have to see what I was missing out on. Um, yeah. But I do have a lot of nostalgia for Animorphs. Okay. Which one is that one? I would have to see like a book cover. Let me look it up. Oh my gosh. You will recognize oh, it when you see it. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I just looked it up as well. Really? Animorphs? Did, did anyone oh, read okay. Animorphs? Uh, I, Interesting. I, always, I, I used to go to this tiny little bookstore um, and I would always see those in like the, I don't know if it was the kids section or, but they had like this little corner with all the weird books in <laughs> that was always <laughs> they are the, weird that they were always at the front of you you were the person who would read those okay i got it i understand now okay well you know thinking back now <laughs> i feel like they kind of predicted some of my tastes because they're kind of dark they've got some weird like alien plot going on oh <laughs> uh, one of the cool things that i remember i loved about those is that the little corner in the bottom of the page you know, like when you flip through the pages, it would show you the like morphing of the kid into the animal. So you would flip the book and it'll show you the little progression. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, cool. I like when books do that little flip books in the corner page. That's nice. <laughs> I've never read this, but I'm looking at all of the covers and this is definitely like the strangest <laughs> kid book I've ever, like cover wise. 
but honestly I feel like this would definitely be a book that I'd ask my mom to get and she'd be like what in <laughs> how about you Olivia did you read these yeah. am I the only one <laughs> No, I'm like trying to find a way to commentate, but I have not read any <laughs> sort of like horror fiction or anything like that. So I'm um, definitely what? new, new things for sure for me. What was your favorite uh, genre reading growing up? Was it um, like Diary of a Wimpy Kid? You know, no, not at all. Book. Actually, I've never read <laughs> that series either. But um, for me, it's mostly. Uh, I would say narrative fiction, realistic fiction. Um, I do like sort of the dystopian genre as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm more into like themes than I am authors. Like I really don't have a specific author I like. But um, as far as themes go, I really do like uh, themes of duality and complexity and having um, contradictions and deep metaphors into um, what I'm reading and uh kind of I guess human nature um yeah I really like those sort of books more so you, than more. <laughs> yeah did you ever have like that phase in middle school where you read a lot of um it was like the Maze Runner books and the uh the Hunger Game books and stuff I remember everyone was reading those when so more so kind of like 1984 okay 51 um mm -hmm. like that sort of um, I guess group of books than Maze Runner and uh, Hunger Games and Divergent those sort of series yeah yeah I always like the uh, Percy Jackson series as well oh yes yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I also really enjoy kind of that idea of um, I feel like part of what you were describing is the human condition right yes have you read Emily St. John Mandel's books I have not, no, but I've heard of them. I think you I've might like them. Books, yeah. Yeah, they're very emotionally complex. They have a lot of those concepts of um, the human condition and relationships. Um, and <laughs> they're all kind of, uh, they're all kind of sad, I think. They have this streak <laughs> of melancholy. And yeah. I would not say that these books are for people who want a happy ending, but oh, okay. they're definitely very complex. Do you have a favorite? I really enjoyed The Glass Hotel. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to make a list too now. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. This is a really random question, but do you guys like reading kind of those cheesy, like teen romance books, like The Fault in Their Stars and stuff? Like, can't was that I've ever, ever phase? <laughs> I can't say I've ever read any of those. Okay. Not quite my thing. Not I don't think it was... I don't think it was, like, The Fallen or Stars for me. I think um, it was more, like, just, like, Maze Runner and, like, those teen books and stuff. I, I had, like, a phase in middle school where I really liked those books. Okay. How about you, Olivia or Melissa? <laughs> Um, not me. No, I, I have never read Fault in Our Stars. I've seen the movie, um, but I don't know. I definitely do like some romance, um, sort of genres. But I tend to, like I said, go towards like 
the deeper human condition genre more than like I guess romance and relationships in that way Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like I I tend to agree now I definitely really loved uh a lot of uh, novel a lot of young adult novels that had romance as an aspect when I was younger um I oh gosh what are they called are you familiar with the shadow hunter series from Cassandra Clare I am yes <laughs> those were my favorites in middle school um, definitely not my taste anymore, but I love them. This was the same era when Twilight was coming out and I read them in the middle <laughs> too. Um, that was totally my jam back back in the day. Okay. I don't know. I feel like they're always like an easy read for me, but they're predictable. And at the same time, it kind of like gets you back in reading. Like whenever I'm in the rut, I feel like, I don't know, like, especially young adult I don't know have you guys heard of Taylor Jenkins read um oh she wrote the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo which I feel like is her more popular book um but kind of that genre is I don't know it's it gets me back into reading I feel like so I, I actually love that you mentioned that because I'll, that's not my genre for that purpose, but I read a lot of thrillers that I don't tend to talk about often because um, I can't even say that I like them very much. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, I can really get through them um, like a lot faster than a lot of books. I, I have ADHD and I really struggle with reading and focusing on uh, more than a few pages at a time. And for some reason, these books just fly by. Um, and by the end, I'm frustrated and the plot was predictable and I didn't like any of the characters, but I read it. So I keep reading them. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean because it's like I have a ton of those books, but whenever I find a book that I'm really interested in, I'm like, why can't I finish it? I don't understand. And then I get one of these new books and it's gone within like a day. <laughs> Does anyone else have a genre like that? Like nice and safe and <laughs> things you can come back to? Uh, that's that's one way to describe it nice and safe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you about... know what you're getting. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> it's like a comfort series. You just yeah. read it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a uh, mom's chicken noodle soup. You just, it, it's not, it's not great, but you know, you'll eat it, I guess. Um, exactly. <laughs> That's the first yeah. time I've heard of a, a book series that you don't like, but you just read it anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I honestly never, it never happened when I don't like a book. I'll give it, you know, I mean, from the point of, when I start to dislike it, I'll give it maybe another 50 pages, depending on, on how long it is. And if after that, I still don't like it, I'm like, okay, moving on, done. I don't want to read you anymore. And then I never touch it again. Or sometimes I, okay, I take that back. 
I have a really bad habit with like picking something up. Doesn't really matter what it is, a book, a TV show, or you know, a hobby or whatever. We'll get into it really hardcore and I won't touch it for like two years. And then I come back to it and I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. How could I not enjoy this? And I just binge it. So I guess in a way I kind of, kind of have that, kind of not really. Um, there, I, I will say sometimes I'll be reading a book that I know that I like for, for instance, like the Harry Potter books. I know it's a really good story. I like the characters. I like where it's going. Um, but then I just get so bored at one point and my eyes just kind of skip over the pages. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, get on. Get on to the good part. Do you guys ever do that with with a book? If you kind of know what's coming, just kind of skip ahead, skim through it. Sometimes. I don't know. I, I mean, hmm. Yeah, sometimes, but I typically come back and finish what I hadn't read. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, sometimes I feel guilty, even though it's a book and it doesn't have feelings. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, I skipped through. What if there's something important in this one half of a paragraph that I skipped through? Exactly. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I understand that. I have a few books that I have not finished and it's just been staring at me in my room. Um, and I feel bad, but then I know eventually I will. Um, but yeah, I definitely can understand where you're coming from. It's funny you guys mentioned that because I feel like that's my oh, my typical way of reading. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I just learned how to read from, but I'll skip over like sentences, sometimes full paragraphs, <laughs> and then <laughs> I keep reading the book and when they mention something I'm like wait I must have missed it and I just go back a few pages and reread the pages I missed and I'm like why did I skip them in the first place <laughs> yeah I hate, I hate when that happens yeah. it's awful god oh. damn it I, I knew I shouldn't have shouldn't have skipped Olivia I have another sad book recommendation oh, that just popped into my head have you ever read never let me go no I haven't but I see where he's going with this <laughs> it's by Kazuo Ishiguro it's phenomenal highly recommend and there's a movie too that's really good so you can watch that after oh okay I might have heard of this before I'll definitely have to look into it thank you yeah, it's fairly popular. If anyone else likes sad books, something that's going to rip your heart out. <laughs> well, my life is sad enough already. I'm good. <laughs> Speaking of sad books, have oh, you guys read <laughs> or watched the, uh, the Glass Castle? No. That was a book that was introduced to me, I think, my junior year of high school. And I swear, I read it like three or four times after reading it the first time hmm. it's a definitely I definitely recommend it I'm writing it well down. give give us a rundown I wanted what it's about because I don't think anybody uh has read that give us a brief summary <laughs> so it's about um 
kind of a dysfunctional family where there's two siblings, um, like an alcoholic dad and a mom who's kind of trying to make things work. And it's it's kind of a back and forth of these kids trying to run away and build a better life for themselves, but then always coming back to their family. And it was just, I like the biggest part of the plot and kind of why it's called Glass Castle was because they were living on a piece of land that was very expensive, but they didn't have much. Like they lived in a very small home that was falling apart, but they held on to the land and they found it was more important because that's where they wanted to build like their dream home. Mm -hmm. kind of thing so it was just like it broke my heart (laughs) rereading it so yeah I don't want to spoil too much of the book but I think that was a pretty big one that I was like oh that makes sense that's like they're holding on to this fantasy rather than you know kind of being able to realistically live right Wow, that I I you know, it sounds like a good book. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I'm gonna read it because it that <laughs> that hits a little close to home. I I don't know if I need that right now. No, fair enough. It's definitely not like a like a light read. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, a dysfunctional family, alcoholic father, two my brother brother and sister. You said right? Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow, that's like, are they writing about me? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> somebody shadowing me? Oh God, what is going on? I'm, I'm interested. I'm writing it down. Glass Castle. It's also a movie, so if you guys oh, cool. ever don't feel like reading, I understand. The movie is just as great, but you know, <laughs> I love the experience of reading something and then getting to watch it I don't know why it feels like such a complete full circle I don't know just getting to see what you read brought to life and getting to see it um, adapted like that is really fun so oh I completely understand (laughs) oddly enough that's what I did with it Twilight oh yeah yeah Okay, you mentioned Twilight. I have to ask, okay? Oh, okay. Every uh, woman that I've ever talked to has said that they love the Twilight books and or the Twilight movies, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing, no, I got, I got no problem with that. I'm not a fan of them personally, but I want to know what exactly it is that is so alluring about those books and movies. I don't get it. Can you, can you please explain? Um, I will just quickly say, um, for me, it's just like a, a comfort thing as far as like the atmosphere of like it being in Washington, it's rainy. I mean, if you watch the first movie, it's very different from the other ones, for instance, it's very, you know, green and gray and blue. And for me, it's just kind of comforting in that sense. Um, and it's like, kind of like that cheesy romantic drama like you're um 
guess what, how would you call it like your your binge type of series whether you read it or you watch it so that's kind of what it is for me I don't really enjoy it to see like the relationship development as much as <laughs> it's just like honestly humorous like the first one is so funny um, if you watch the movie after reading the book like just the way that <laughs> everything happens and all the little things like it's more so funny than it is like a romance movie for me <laughs> mm-hmm. okay yeah. that makes sense um it's kind of funny you mentioned that because I did I definitely wrote a paper about the kind of vampires and twilight mm-hmm. but um <laughs> and you're not sharing it with us <laughs> um well kind of the same with Olivia like it definitely was a childhood thing for me like I am not gonna lie I tried re-watching the movies um like a few months ago and I was like there is no way I was this obsessed with it as a kid (laughs) so um I don't know I think there's just I mean vampires are meant to have that sort of likable appeal to them despite them being like technically monsters and I thought that Twilight did a really good job at that at kind of you know bringing back like modern vampires and kind of rewriting their history a little bit as compared to like you know the vampires that we normally know of like Dracula and stuff like that yeah I think that regardless of whether you think the books are good regardless of whether or not they were your taste they did something they adapted the vampire trope into this teen romance genre in a really interesting and different (laughs) way um and for me I they were the epitome of the trashy teen romances that I liked Oh, absolutely. (laughs) They had a love triangle. They had the whole, is she going to pick her lover, her best friend? Uh, It was what I recognize now, not a healthy relationship, but as a teenager, I thrived off of that. (laughs) (laughs) And the movies are, I'm so sorry if anyone genuinely enjoys them as films but <laughs> they're my favorite bad movies to watch yes, I will re-watch absolutely. them any day <laughs> I understand <laughs> they're funny they like, are if you watch it they're like sincere which makes it funny <laughs> yeah yeah you I mean at some point you wonder if they're self-aware <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um I don't know if you guys ever watched kind of like the behind the scenes of making the Twilight movies but <laughs> like whenever I rewatch them I just think about the fact that whenever they do the running scenes it's just they pick a spot in a foresty area and they just put a treadmill on the ground (laughs) and kind of record from different angles and it's like okay (laughs) I guess it's effective (laughs) interesting I did not know that Mm -hmm. it's it's funny (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> kind of coming back to books. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering, um, Pia, you mentioned uh, reading on your Kindle, and I'm wondering how everyone prefers to read their books, because 
I I love audiobooks, but I know that there's a kind of a debate with whether or not audiobooks count as reading. Mm. Mm. Um, well, I, have, I uh, sorry. sorry. You, you go ahead. You go ahead. Um, I definitely have a Kindle, but I still prefer like a good paperback. I. I'm definitely one of those people who are like, mm, the fresh book smell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I feel like it's kind of just part of the reading experience. And also, um, yeah, I don't know. I never really got into like reading on my phone or even really like read on my Kindle for too long. Like I'll use that for travel and stuff for convenience, but still not preferred. Let me... Let me ask you a question about something you said. Okay. You say you prefer physical books, yes. right? But you said paperback. Is that like, are you saying you prefer paperback to hardcover or just physical in general? Because there is a big difference between hardcover and paperback, in my opinion. Okay. I do prefer physical books, but I also am a paperback person okay. just because okay. it's easier. <laughs> okay. You're one of those kind of people. All right. Are you a hard book person? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Hardcover all the way. I it just feel so much better. Why. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because it feels better <laughs> in your hands. Does it not? I like, don't, get, like... don't be getting me wrong. A paperback <laughs> is great. I, I'd still take a paperback over like digital, but hardcover is, you, you can't go wrong with it. <laughs> What's your argument? Uh, let me hear. What do you, why do you like paperback more? I, I feel like hardcovers are display books. Mm -hmm. and that's what I like hardcovers for best and I'm just so curious as to this whole concept of comfort uh paperbacks are way more comfortable for me you can throw them around you can bend the cover I'm not one to care about you know breaking the spine or anything I'll toss them in my bag and hold them whatever mm -hmm. maybe that's where we differ I don't like to uh destroy my books. <laughs> yeah I think that's like the beauty of it all is like mm -hmm. if you're more of an auditory learner you can read or I guess listen to an audiobook um for me personally I like paperbacks just because I like to um underline and put little notes and I know I'll come back to the book a second or third time Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it really, as long as you're reading it, it's great, right? Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 back up there. You, you're telling me you underline in the book, like yeah, you're, you're I mean, doing this with a pencil, right? Um, Please. no, with a pen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, like my favorite book, I've I've bought several times because I underline and I put notes, and then I read it again and think about it in a different way and want to put different notes in there. Um, so yeah, sometimes when I read something and I pick up on like a metaphor or um, a deeper understanding of what I'm reading, I like to kind of put down what I'm thinking about it. I love that. Yeah. All right. I definitely do the same with my books. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, I'm I never lending any of you my books. Unusual. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't know that that was like a controversial thing. <laughs> it really maybe, is. Maybe it's not. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard anyone else say that, though I've never had this conversation before. Uh, but uh, wow, I would know. You couldn't ca- catch me dead doing that. Well, I also think it's interesting. Like, I don't know if you've seen like the small library local books. It's just like the box. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I find a book in there with writing, I think it's really interesting because then you're you're seeing it from your point and then seeing what somebody else thought about the book. So I yes. think in that way, it's also interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I I think I would be more inclined to see your perspective on this thing, on this topic, um, if my experience with seeing books being wrote in wasn't always the person just trashing the book and like that, yeah. re- writing mm-hmm. constructive you know notes or criticism or what have you but really the only time I've seen books have writing in them other than the authors was in a destructive manner mannerism so yeah for me it's just personal use so I like to see kind of how I interpret things if I go back to it um but yeah, I definitely could see how it could be like destructive in a way. Um, f- for that reason, I don't like to, you know, destroy the book itself. But um, yeah, it's kind of like a introspective thing for me, I guess. Interesting. Very interesting. I never considered doing that. Whenever I take notes on a book, it's you know, with a sticky note or with a pad of paper separately. And I just write down the page number or what have you. Yeah, that works too. Mm-hmm. But writing writing in the book, how do you find the space to write? And like, give me an example of something that you would write in a book. Uh, yeah, so um, my favorite book is Dandelion Wine uh, by Ray Bradbury. Highly recommend it. Um, and there's a lot of different um, meaning with the characters. And then also sometimes there's just a little phrase of dialogue that I I think can be taken in a lot of different ways and held on to. So I'll underline it or I'll put a star and say like um, theme, nostalgia or something like that. Something that if I go back to it, I know, oh, that is something that I want to remember because it's a big part of the book or something that I connected to my personal life or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's more of quick little quips than more so notes. Yeah, I'm not like full on annotating like you would for like a literature class or something. No, it's not. Okay. It's more so like the stuff that I really want to remember um, than like, oh, here's a new character. Let me underline it. Gotcha. Okay. That that makes more sense to me. I can yeah. I get I can get behind that more. But when when you described it earlier, I was like, she's taking notes on everything. Like <laughs> no, is, she, no, no, is no. she summarizing the pages? Like what is oh, going gosh, on? Oh gosh, no. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Thank you for cl- clarifying on that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I feel like I interact with annotating books in a similar way where I like to um, jot down a thought or more often than not, um, it's just highlighting a phrase that I really love or a word that I'm unfamiliar with. And that way I can look back and find those things quickly. Yeah. It's kind of funny that you guys are talking about this because um, recently, or at, at least I've been trying to um, 
<laughs> like read all the books that Taylor Swift recommends or the books where she says is inspired by a song because then I'll read the books and I find like a line in the book where she uses it in a song or it becomes like a lyric and it's been my favorite thing just highlighting those and I feel like those are always fun just kind of like interacting your favorite artist to like your favorite book and seeing all the parallels with that yeah yeah that's really cool so speaking of uh recommended books or books you plan on reading are any of you guys uh working on a book right now or planning on one Don't everybody speak at once. <laughs> I keep pausing, waiting for some other people. But um, I just finished reading The Mix by Nathan Hill. I really enjoyed it. It is a big book. It was over 20 hours on audiobook. Jeez. Um, yeah, I think it's something like 600 pages. But another one of the wonders of audiobook is that it the story just kind of keeps going in the best way. Um, like you can kind of get comfortable and familiar and you don't have to worry about, oh gosh, I slammed through this book in two days and now I have to find something else. So I find that really enjoyable. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's fiction. <sighs> I'm trying to think of how to summarize this. What was the name of, name of the book again? The Nix by mm. Nathan Hill. Nix. It's fiction and kind of very broadly, but I don't think is a great description. It's about a literature professor who sets out to find out more about his past and his mother's past. Um, and his mother abandoned him when he was a child. Ooh. Yeah, dark. It's, it's, it's kind of dark, but it's really funny. There's actually a lot of humor in the book. So I highly recommend it. Nice. Um, I also just started, um, I've only read a little bit of it, but I really want to get back to it. Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Has anyone heard of that? Why We Sleep. I that, have not. That sounds either really edgy or not edgy at all, which is it? <laughs> so it's actually a nonfiction book. Um, Matthew Walker is a sleep researcher at UC Berkeley. Um, and he's made it like his personal life mission to educate the public about sleep and why it's so important. And it's been really fascinating. I listened to a podcast where he um, kind of briefly delved into some of the stuff that he talks about in his book. So if anyone likes nonfiction and kind of science related stuff, again, highly recommend it. Definitely. That well, really highly recommend it. I've only read a little bit of it, but <laughs> yeah. What made you pick pick that one versus something else? Um, well, I I'd heard a lot about it. I'd heard other people talking about it online, and then I listened to this podcast, which I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. But I ended up getting really into it. It was it was like an hour, hour and a half, um, and I was just so fascinated, and I wanted him to go more in depth into everything he was talking about. Um, so he talks about things like how sleep affects your brain. Um, I'm sorry, how caffeine affects your brain and then your sleep. 
Mm-hmm. And, Interesting. Um, he briefly delved into sleep aids, um, exercise, circadian rhythm. It's just so much that you don't think about how much goes into the quality of your sleep. And um, it really piqued my interest. And I decided I wanted to learn more. What is the book called? Why We Sleep. Why We Sleep. Mm-hmm. That definitely sounds interesting. Um, for sure, yeah. Yeah. He also has a podcast. So if that's more up to your speed. I like podcasts. They're 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 pretty okay, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you guys agree? I mean, we're on one right now, right? Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. I was hoping for some more enthusiasm. <laughs> like, Love oh no, podcasts. I don't I don't really like podcasts. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh how about anyone else? Are you guys re- reading something right now? Um, well, I'm like in between uh several books uh that I've started and haven't finished. Um if you've heard of A Little Life, I know it's like pretty popular. Oh, yes. I'm kind of nervous to get through it because I know it's um, pretty heavy. Um, but other than that, I'm also reading Damned and Beautiful by Fitzgerald. Um, I just like sometimes going back to the more classic literature just to kind of reread about, you know, the very um, descriptive language of Fitzgerald um, and other authors too. I would also like to read My Year of Rest and Relaxation. I've heard such great things. Um, So yeah, and on top of that, all of the stuff I have to read for my literature classes. So it's kind of hard to get through a book right now. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. It is really difficult. (laughs) You want to balance your school and reading what's right, yeah. what you find interesting definitely um actually i just reread it's a i'm not sure if it's a poem or more of a short story but gosh it's in german so bear with me on pronunciation <laughs> but it's called erl konig by schubert as, oh, um, I know German, so I think I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it just translates to Elf King, <laughs> and yeah. it's I don't know. I think it's a really interesting story. Um, I remember reading it back in high school when I took German, and I think that one is more just a comfort thing, <laughs> but. Book-wise, I started on the prequel to We Were Liars. It's called Family of Liars by E. Lockhart. And, I mean, I loved the first book, so big hopes for the prequel. (laughs) Very cool. How about you, Jacob? Anything? Yeah, I am currently reading the second uh, installment for the Witcher series uh, by, I, I'm i not going to try and pronounce his first name. It's Polish. Okay. Uh, last name Sapkowski. I'm sure you guys are familiar with The Witcher. Have you guys seen the, the Netflix show? 
Yeah, I've I'm heard of it. You've heard of it. Familiar with the books and the, and okay. the uh, game. Gotcha. Okay, but yeah, I I burned through the first book in about a week. That was last month, and I kind of fell in love with the series. And I'm working on the second book now. It's just it's less of a novel and more of a compilation of short stories that re- revolve around Geralt who is the witcher uh it's a fantasy is it it is fantasy um it says on google it's fantasy slash history which i don't know how much of the witcher is history because it has to deal with like slaying fictional monsters but okay we'll go with that it's history I like reading history guys um yeah but that 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 has had my attention uh that's really all I've been doing for my free time really is just had my nose buried in that I like to go to this little coffee shop down the road from my house and just escape from the world (laughs) and everything I gotta deal with for a little bit um but that that combined with like the games and the Netflix series, it all came together at, at the perfect time for me. Is just kind of got thrown into it head over heels, and I never looked back. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that series. Yeah, it's it's very good. I definitely recommend it. It's it's surprisingly. I don't know how much you guys know about it, but it's very, very easy to get into, if, even if you don't know anything about it. Um, the writer kind of um, wrote the book in a way that it kind of goes into the stories, assuming that you know who the characters are without like giving a bunch of build up and background at the beginning but sprinkled throughout you start to get to know the characters and their backgrounds become more revealed and by the end of it you feel like this i i know this person it's my best friend Geralt of course my buddy my <laughs> friend i don't know it's something special and not something that i found in a lot of other books I, I mostly read fiction, though I do read some nonfiction. My uh, one of my other favorite books um, is by uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's a astrophysicist. Um, he wrote Astrophysics Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, which is basically a book explaining astrophysics for um, your everyday person. And it kind of goes through the happenings of the universe, how, you know, the solar system was made, um, a lot of really technical things that are dumbed down into a very digestible uh, format. And it's it's really interesting. I I think that you you might like it if you like more... uh, realistic i mean it's very realistic because it's you know nonfiction. but yeah those two astrophysics for people in a hurry and the witcher series 
Awesome. I've been meaning to read um, that one by Tyson for a while. I just haven't. Um, what the heck? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I know. This is my sign that I should start. You, you, <laughs> I have it already. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Get on it. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I just remembered another book since we were talking about horror and vampires. Um, recently, I read Woman Eating. Let me see who's oh. the author by Claire Coda. It's their debut novel, and I really enjoyed it. So, if either you or you also, Olivia, if you're interested in reading something that's, uh, it was really interesting. It was horror, but it was also, uh, it felt a lot more mature. It wasn't like, uh, like a teen romance at all. It it was very different. Sorry, what was it called? Woman Eating by Claire Coda. Okay, writing yeah. it down. <laughs> so there's, out of the four of us here, mm-hmm. only three of us like horror, right? Who, who was it that didn't like horror? Was that Olivia? Yes. Okay. Well, it's, I guess it's not that I don't like it. I just have never really had interest in reading it. Um, And so therefore I've just never been inclined to when I, you know, look at books at the bookstore, it's kind of just a genre I stay away from, but I definitely could see the, the intrigue of it for sure. Mm-hmm. This this book was pretty mild, I think, compared to, I mean, considered, considering it as a horror book. Um, I think you might like it, Olivia, based on how you described your interest. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out then. Would you describe it more of as a psychological uh, book or more horror? Yeah, there's definitely a psychological element. You spend a lot of time um, with the main character and um, kind of hearing their introspections and hearing them uh, kind of talk about their life. Oh, okay. I mean, I do like more psychological things um, as far as like with books. So I definitely think that I could get into for sure. Yeah, a big psychological element to it for sure. So um, I'm wondering, kind of looking forward, um, does anyone have any books that they are interested in getting into or something that they want to try Mm, yeah I want to get more into nonfiction. it's something I kind of dabbled with here and there as I mentioned before but uh primarily have always read fiction so definitely wanted to get more into nonfiction stories any recommendations Besides what, you know, what we've talked about already. No? Okay. I don't know if I have any <laughs> nonfiction Sorry. stories. Right <laughs> yeah, me too. No worries. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mentioned I, I really enjoy memoirs as far as nonfiction goes but I don't know if I have any um like shorter recommendations I length length of the 
novel does not bother me. I have okay. no issue with reading, you know, 12, 600 pages. That's fine. Give me a memoir. Any memoir. Um, well, I loved uh, Educated, which I mentioned earlier. I would definitely recommend that. Educated. All right, I'll write that down. Thank you. How about you, Pierre Olivia? Um, kind of like what Olivia mentioned earlier. Um, just kind of going back to reading a lot of the classics. I feel like people always talk about them, and I'm like, oh, those sound like really good plots for stories, but I never got around to reading all of them. So. Right now, I just got The Scarlet Letter. So after uh, Family of Liars, I'm definitely going to have that on my reading. Very cool. I read yeah. I read that in high school. Um, and How was it? <laughs> it was um, interesting. I definitely could see like a lot of symbolism in there. Um, that kind of is what I connected with more so. Um, the plot's great too as well, but yeah, more so the symbolism and then the novels that I also read um, that year of high school kind of all tied into like why I like to go back to classic literature sometimes. Um, but yeah, as far as like what I'm looking forward to reading in the future, I actually am wanting to switch more to like more modern um, works. So not just in books but also poetry and short stories um i've read a lot of different things um since i have three literature classes this semester so um, i know <laughs> but um in reading that um and reading what i have for classes um i've definitely looked into more works that the authors that we've discussed um what they do and yeah, so honestly, just widening my scope of what I'm reading is kind of what I'm looking forward to. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm really interested in, um, I am really interested in uh, banned books and challenged books, but I feel like I haven't read that many, so I would definitely like to read more of those. Um, and I'm interested in getting more into graphic novels uh, I and comic books. I recently read the first issue of The Sandman, and I would like to continue that. I thought it was really good um, by Neil Gaiman. Okay, interesting. All right, well... Before we close out, I would really like to ask everyone if you could only recommend one book to anyone listening, what would it be? Uh-oh. Just one. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Give me a minute here. No worries. I guess I'll go really quick. Um, I already mentioned it. It is an older one. Um, sort of, I guess it's not new, uh, but Dandelion Wine by Ray Bradbury is probably hands down my favorite book. Um, it's really nice for springtime and summertime. 
Um, although I'm not going to spoil it too much, but um, although it heavily focuses on the life experiences of a 12-year-old boy during the summertime, it really does address challenging aspects of life and time, similarly to The Little Prince in the sense that um, the descriptions and the characters from an older perspective um, discussing this with a younger boy, um, there's a lot of life lessons and deeper understandings of certain situations, and it's truly a joy to read. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend that one. Awesome. I think I would have to recommend Exhalation um, by Ted Chang, which I believe I also mentioned earlier. It's just so unique. Uh, it's uh, several different stories and each one is very different and his writing is just so smart. Um, his ideas are so cool. Um, and I love that it incorporates a lot of science fiction and um, a lot of philosophical ideas that really make you think about life and relationships. So I don't think I've read anything else like it. And I would love to read more of his stuff. So please support him. Please read more. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you, Pia? Um, hmm. Actually, one book that I finished fairly recently was the Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green. It's less of a novel and more of just like a collection of short stories about kind of everything or everyday things in life that you don't really look at. And it just, it gave me a better perspective and just made me more aware of my surroundings and I feel like it's kind of one of those feel-good things that's like appreciate everything around you so <laughs> I feel like I always read it and go back to it how about nice. you oh boy what a big question there is so many um I think that I, as much as I love fiction, not that this book is not fiction, I would say The Catcher in the Rye. Um, it's not my favorite book, um, and it's not really a book that I would uh, read again for fun, but it is a book that I think that everyone should read um because of the themes and uh the maturity that the book requires to understand and comprehend i think that some everyone should read the book um yeah I, just as i i know that it's something that a lot of students are supposed to read in like middle school or high school um, and I think that's great. Um, I never read it in middle school or high school. I read it after, just on my own. And I was like, wow, okay, that was a lot. Um, but I'm glad that I did it. And yeah, that, that would be my recommendation, The Catcher in the Rye. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for those recommendations. And thank you all for being here. And thank you to everyone listening. 
You can follow us on social media at MSJC Talon and visit our website at msjctalonnews.com. Awesome. Cool. Woo! Thank right. you, everyone. Yeah. <laughs>